everybody, welcome back to the Bottle Podcast. This is episode five with uh, my good buddy Craig. I've known Craig for a really long time. Uh, he was one of my best friends growing up. Uh, he moved away to university. He's pretty much been gone for about six years. Um, he uh, came back down to town uh, this past weekend, and I said, I'm, but, I'm like, buddy, let's sit down. Let's have a chat. Um, you're a pilot now. You're, you're you're doing some crazy stuff. You've kind of lived a little bit of a, a different life. You've been away for a little bit. Let's sit down. Let's have a discussion. I really want you on the podcast. So I was lucky enough to grab Craig for uh, about an hour and a half and sit down and discuss that with him. Um, so I, I had a really good time doing it. I think uh, I think it's a great podcast with some really good content. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So please give it up for my buddy, uh, the pilot, Craig Volweeder. Thanks. Cheers, guys. All right, Craig. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for, thanks for coming down into the den, to the dungeon. The dungeon. Um, for the people listening at home who might not know you, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Craig Volleder. I'm a friend of Caden's. Grew up in Langley. I live in Kamloops, and I'm a pilot. <laughs> is that all you are? That's just the that's the one moniker you have now. That's that's the trump card. That's the trump card. And that's you know only really what matters. That's it, <laughs> especially when it's about getting the ladies. No, I do more. I do uh, more aviation related stuff, and I like the pilot card the best. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go with that. Of any of any other aviation criteria, that'd probably be number one to to start with. Yeah, I sell aircraft parts, but that doesn't really jive with a lot of people. No. Doesn't get them interested. No, it doesn't get the blood going. No, so on if if you had a business card and it was like a personal business card, pilot would be number one. Yep, but I, I go with pilot in command. It's, it's more of a official title. Yep, that's what we like to call each other when you're in control. You're PIC. P like partner in crime almost. Very much so. That reminds me of oh fuck! Did you see that movie? Role models with Paul Rudd, of course, Sean William Scott, yeah, because Sean William Scott and the little black kid are always like, Yo, you're my PIC. And that's what I thought of when you said PIC. <laughs> I got taken back to that movie. Fuck, that movie was funny. That was a good movie. Sean William Scott has been in some funny shit, but he's fallen off the fucking radar. He's the blonde one in that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good looking blonde guy, but he oh. was always it's because he was always stiffler, yes, he was always stiffler. You could never get rid of the stiff, stiffler like moniker. And he's a role model for all teenage boys. Yes, yes. He is, He is. Uh, when you look up the definition of frat boy, it's a photo of Sean William Scott. Yeah. Yes. Um. So thanks for being on the Bottle Podcast. Speaking of the Bottle Podcast, what are you drinking today, bud? I got my uh, favorite company, Vancouver, Parallel 49. I grabbed the uh, first thing that caught my eye. I'm a really visual guy. So I've got... Uh, 
Black Ops CDL, whatever that means, and this little army guy in the front. It's kind of fitting. We'll find out why. <laughs> and uh, there's actually a guy parachuting in the background. It speaks volumes to me because I like to skydive. And it's a strong beer. It's, I think it's a yeah, dark lager. It's, uh, I'm not really anticipating to like, but... <laughs> I was going to say, do you drink dark lagers? Fuck no. So we're going to give it a shot and... Uh, even the beers I got for tonight are dark lager, so I'm over two. <laughs> Why would you buy something that you're not going to enjoy? I I will try. You know what? Hold on, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. We went to the fucking liquor store before we before we sat down here, and you walked in and you just looked at the case for like five seconds and opened it up and like, oh, I'm just going off by label. Yeah, absolutely. I like to say I'm a visual guy, so if something catches my eye, uh, I draw attention to it. Well. Yes. Maybe that's why you're a pilot, because you're like, ah, planes are cool. Yeah, <laughs> some of the uh, that I fly are, aren't very attractive. The skydiving plane uh, doesn't have any paint. It's yeah. all aluminum. Held together by duct tape. Yes, I apply fresh duct tape every time I fly. <laughs> every day. Um, I am drinking Blabbermouth Dry Hopped Lager. Uh, this is by the Coal Harbor Brewing Company. Mm. And this is a collaboration beer. It's their collaboration uh, series. And it's a collaboration with Just Here for the Beer. And on the side here it says, Cole Harbor teamed up with some sick radio jockeys, kind of fitting, to come up with this dry hopped lager crammed full of citrusy hop aroma and malty goodness. This brew is perfect for the couch during a game or that dinner party you want to flake on. Lumberjack hops donated by BC Hop Co. Pair best with certain special radio shows. And these guys are based out of Vancouver. See, that's got a good logo too. It's pretty, it's clean. And if I had to pick a beer for you after seeing Blabbermouth and knowing that we're doing a podcast, <laughs> it'd be easy choice. It's very clean look. It's a very nice, it's a very, uh, it's a very clean logo, very clean label. And the funny, the other funny part is the fact that you, you, when we were in there, you're like, yeah, I, I'm going to go based off of graphic design. And I thought that was funny because if, if you listen to the other podcast, you know that I used to be in school for graphic design mm-hmm. and I have a piece of paper that says I know how to do it apparently. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think some people would put that up to debate, but whatever. I heard even uh, yourself would call yourself a, not, not a hand drawer. I know that's where your struggle oh, was. No. I can't draw for shit. I can't draw for shit, but I can make I can make some decent stuff. Well, we got we got a buddy. I got a buddy who I made some stuff for recently for a business that he's starting. Unfortunately, I can't talk about it too much mm. because it's not a thing yet, and they're still on the fence about starting it and um, the direction they want to go. But anyways, I did a design for that, and they really liked it, and it mm. only took me three hours. So. Sweet. Too bad for them. I charge three hundred dollars an hour. All right, let's crack oh, these bitches fuck. open. Okay, so once again, we've had some bad luck on the podcast. Mm. Um, episode three with Alexis. Uh, when I opened my beer, it just spillage. It foamed like no tomorrow, <laughs> and it was a big ass mess. And the room smelled like beer for a couple days afterwards. So that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry, episode four, his beer spilt everywhere too. Yeah, we got two tall boys. Yes, we do. I'm really hoping that this is going to be the case. Here's the thing with a bottle. You can't like, you can't like, 
No. You can't like knock the sides like you would a can yeah. to release some of that pressure. So I'm kind of nervous about this. I got like a layer of bubbles up. I don't know what that well, means. We've, we've got safety features today. Well, yeah, we got these cloths because it's been such a fucking problem. That's why I already got rid of my mouse. I'm moving my phone <laughs> away. I've pushed my laptop farther back, so hopefully I can protect it. But okay, we're gonna we're Here gonna dive number in. One. We're gonna dive in. Oh God, I'm nervous. Oh, oh Jesus! Here it goes. Just barely cracked in goes the Holy bubbles. Holy shit! Okay, I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let that sit for a minute. Oh, Christ. I'm terrified right now. Mine doesn't got any bubbly. No. You, I'm going to be good. Oh, fuck. I, the go. seal's already broken, right? It You're going to just have to put the towel under. No, but it can't fizz up anymore, can it? <clears throat> it the seal's well, already broken. Let's find out. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, more Christ. bubbles going right up. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just like slowly peeling back the lid with my bottle opener. For the people listening. Okay, I'm going to rotate it a little bit. This is... I am nervous. It's painful. I'm going to a different angle. Okay, I think we might be... I you got to rip the band-aid off there, bro. I've never opened up a beer so slowly in my life. Is this manly? The answer is no. But here we go. Okay, there we go. Bottles open. No, uh, No geyser. There you go. Here we go. Holy shit, that was terrifying. Yeah, I've never been more scared to open up a bottle of beer. Let's see how you do, Mr. Hotshot. I'm not worried about any spillage. There we go. Bottle's open. Cheers. Cheers. Not bad for a black lager. I thought I'd hate. You know what? This is actually very, this is very fruity, hmm. which I'm kind of surprised about. You wouldn't expect it? No. And it's, it's very fruity and it's, you know what? It says dry hopped. It's very dry. It's hmm. a very dry beer. It's almost like a, like a dry wine. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, that mouth, that mouth feel you get after you have like a dry, like a sip of wine, it's very dry, your mouth goes dry. It's like that. It's very strange to get that out of a beer. Very citrusy. Smells very citrusy. There's a little bit of pine in there, but not too much, which I, which I like because I'm not a big pine guy. I don't like, uh, I don't like gin. Gin's very piney. But yeah, altogether, that's not, that's not too bad. That's not, that's not the worst thing in the world. I don't know. My beard is pretty smooth. Uh, went down easy. It didn't taste strong, which I'm happy. And it's going to do the trick. Well, to be a strong beard, I think it only has to be rated at a 5.5 or 6%. Yeah, this one's cracking 6.5. Yeah. So. so is this supposed to be strong just in alcohol, or is it supposed to be no, a no, strong no, no. tasting no, beer? No, like, legally, I know this from graphic design and projects and shit, that to be labeled as a strong beer, mm. it has to be over like six or 5.5%. Mm. So once it goes over that, they can call it a strong beer, but really that's all it means. It's just that it has a little bit more alcohol per volume, but I mean, that's not that big of a difference. I mean, like I've had a beer, I think it was from somewhere in Europe and it was like 12%. It was like a bottle of wine. 
Beauty. Yeah, that thing was fucking gross, though. So I would not recommend. That would not be on my recommendation list. <clears throat> so, Craig, you live in Kamloops, but you, you're here in Langley. You're sitting here with me. What brought you down this weekend? The big party for our friend. And, uh, well, I heard you call him Weddy before. Yes. We, we, that's, his, that's his name on the podcast. So it should it remain Weddy? It should, be, it should remain Weddy to the best of your ability. Weddy had a birthday. Now, his actual birthday was today, Saturday. His actual bir- birthday was Thursday. Okay. And he went out to dinner with his girlfriend. Oh. Um, we had a party for him lined up for last night. He missed his own party. For some bullshit. Well, I don't think it was bullshit. It was work. Turned out to be legit. Turned out to be very legit work situation um, that he was a uh, he needed to help fix, and um, so whatever. So that ended up happening. But I was like, shit, Craig came all this way, He's driven down here, ripping down in the Pontiac. Like fuck, we should go out anyways. So called a couple of people that were still. Uh, that were invited and still kind of wanted to go out, and we went and had a good time last night. You had way too much of a good time. It's well worth it, I think. It's it was long overdue. It was well worth it, and it was long overdue because you turned nineteen and you had already left. <laughs> it was high school. Was, I'm it, was a, it was a long time ago. You bolted. Fast. You took off, man. You were gonzo. <laughs> I remember seeing you off. I, I remember oh, yeah. I was there. I remember you came yeah, even in the morning. I was like, shit, this guy's serious. Yeah. I was like, all right, see you, buddy. <laughs> and then I didn't get the fucking party with my boy again for fucking six years until yesterday. The first time we had had more than like yeah. two drinks. Yeah. There is no holding back. That was, that's the kicker. The other two times there's reasons. Yeah, we just kept it easy. Now uh, I think low key would be a better word. Low key, yeah. We kept it low key for a long time, and Craig cut her loose fucking last night, <laughs> to say the least. He cut it loose so much that he uh, ended up in the bushes. Oh yes. With um, some he liked he wanted to repaint the uh, bushes with his mouth. Some regurgitation. Yeah, it was fucking gross. You're disgusting. Then I had to take care of you. It's not the first fucking time I've had to take <laughs> care of a drunk Craig. There's been a couple different scenarios where I've had to take care of a drunk Craig. So. But uh, you did want to take me out and have a good time and get me drunk. You know what, though? I didn't even think you were that shit-faced. I really didn't. No, until I fucking stood up. <laughs> you and uh, and then I lost. I, I, I threw up and I lost memory, and that's when I realized... I was a goner. All the blood just fucking took a dive out of your head, went straight <laughs> to your toes. Yeah, I thought you were totally fine. I thought everybody was good. I was like, you know what? We're coming to the end of the night. Like, I, I was like, okay, no more drinks. Like, I told the waitress, I was like, yeah, we're done. Hmm. No more drinks. Just give us the bills. Like, whatever. We're done. We'll just we'll just call on the night. And I kind of figured, I kind of figured, if I'm like, I'm like, ah, if I'm okay. I'm like, I'm not a huge drinker. Like, I don't go out and get drunk very often. Maybe, maybe, I would, even once a month, I think would be a stretch. So I'm like, if I'm okay, Craig should be fine. Oh, and come on. Have you seen the size difference? See, There's tolerance s- in that. S- size difference is sure, sure that that could be equated in there. But still, even though I, I'm still, f- 
I'm a heavyweight by weight, but I'm I'm a little more of a lightweight by drinking ability. So I figured I'm like, if I feel this way, I'm sure Craig's I, I'm sure Craig's probably fine. So I didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, uh, you had a little bit of an incident at the table, and I was like, holy fuck, we gotta go. <laughs> no, remind me, what was that incident? You don't remember? Oh, probably not. I might remember when you bring it up, but right now... I don't even know if I want to talk about it. People, if you're squeamish, you might want to... (laughs) This might not be the episode for you, or at least not the next, like, 10 10 to 15 minutes or however many stories we break into, but we're sitting at the table, and there was just a couple of us left, and um, we were sitting there, and everything was fine, and out of nowhere, like, seriously, out of nowhere, like, just mid-conversation with other people at the table, you were quiet, but it's not like you were like quiet staring off into the distance. You were just not talking at the, at the moment. And all of a sudden you threw up in a fucking water glass. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So you, <laughs> so you, so, so at that point you're like, yeah, just, wait, okay, Craig, put that down. Let's go puke in the bush. It was so <laughs> fucking gross. So it's like you fucking, you fucking threw up in your water glass. You threw That's up right. in another water glass. You <laughs> grabbed another one because the other one was now full. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh. fuck, get up, get up. Oh. And I, like, walk you over to the bushes. I'm like, go over to the bushes. Oh, God, I'm gagging just thinking about it. I, like, dumped out I dumped out your dirty glasses, and I'm like, oh, oh fuck, gross. this is nasty. <laughs> And then we called the cabs and stuff, and I was like, you can't fucking puke in the cab. Like, you cannot puke in the fucking cab. <laughs> Within, um, we got in the cabs, and we were like, hey, yeah, here's the address. We got back to my place, paid the fucking guy, and um, uh, I took you downstairs, and I was like, hey, how you feeling? And you're like, I'm fine, man. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bathroom's down around the corner. And you're like, where? I'm like, down and around the corner right there. Where? And I like walk you to the bathroom. And I'm like, stay in here. Like, do whatever you need to do in here. I'm going to be back in like a couple minutes. Uh-huh. And I I went upstairs and I got you a bottle of water and I got you a bucket. Oh, God. And then we came back downstairs and I was like, okay, how you feeling? And you're like, oh, I feel Good man, I'm like fuck. He's so shit faced. Liquor is going through. <laughs> so then I um, whatever. I'm like, okay, you're not gonna sleep because you were planning. I'm sleeping on the top floor and I'm in the basement. So I was like, no, you're gonna sleep in the basement. So I put you on the couch. Uh, got your bottle of water in your bucket. Had everything ready for you, and then I just I I sat on the other end of the couch. Until right. three in the morning. Oh shit! Yeah, just so you wouldn't fucking like die in your sleep. <laughs> and like I'd fall asleep for like twenty minutes, and I'd wake up, and I fall asleep, and then I'd wake up, I fall asleep, wake up, and then finally I looked at the clock, and it's like three in the morning. I'm like, fuck! If he dies, I just need to sleep. <laughs> I need to get into bed. So then I crawled into my bed and fucking called her a night. But yeah, that was um, God, that was horrible. You know, every me, every minute leading up to throwing in those. Cups it was a good time. It was a great time. It was a great time. First time back into town. It was uh, it was long overdue. Mm-hmm. And now we got we got another another event to go to. We have another birthday. I think the birthday girl will be at this one, unlike our birthday uh, party last night. But that's something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, round two is unprepared. I'm gonna pace myself. Mm. And not drink so much. Well, you, you only, we only got we got these two beers, and it's 
5.30 now, right? And we're not going to be there for another hour and a half or two hours. So, And then we only got four more beers after that. So it should be fine. And I'm yes. knowing this lovely lady. It's actually Alexis's birthday. Alexis mm-hmm. from episode three. So it's her birthday. And um, I'm sure she'll have snacks and shit for us there too that can help sober us up. Yes. But yes, let's not have a repeat of what happened last night because that was not fun for anybody. <laughs> okay. Now... I've known you. See, we we started. We were playing baseball before we really knew each other. Yeah, because you went to a different elementary school. That's right. And then you guys moved into that place that your parents are still in now. Yep. And that puts you in my elementary school district. Yeah. So then we did go to the same elementary school afterwards. So I've really known you. I think you moved. What year was that? Two thousand five or two thousand six? Two thousand and five. Which is when we started grade six. Yes. Yes. So 2005, we started grade six. We're in the same, we're in the same elementary school. And then we had started to kind of build on a, on a friendship that was more than just a, a friendly rival or. Oh, it was pure hatred. I, it grew in a pure hatred. There's some was, sports incidents. Uh, there was pure hatred there between the two of us. Uh, one day on uh, football. I remember caught an interception, and you came barreling through the crowd, and <laughs> yeah, two hand touch slash pushed. <laughs> two hand, two hand touch slash two hand. And fuck you. The, the the fall wasn't so bad. It was just what I landed on was that stupid banked hill right alongside of the on the primary on the intermediate side. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty sure there's. It's better to fall on that than to fall on the gravel, right? But I think you just went down. Just the angle I hit it. Wait, this is when you broke your. That's no. This was your shoulder. That was that was shoulder. Yeah, it popped out and popped back in. Yeah, right. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. I dislocated your fucking shoulder. Yeah. If I totally so forgot fast. about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that until right now. Yeah. I dislocated your fucking shoulder. That's right. I think you, that was my first you, major injury. You've had a couple. You picked a fucking you picked one of my throws yeah. and I was pissed and I fucking gave you a hard shove. And yeah, you went shoulder first <laughs> into the into the embankment. Yeah. And you fucking popped your shoulder in and out. I, I was thinking I did the elbow like Hit it and then popped the shoulder out, but one way or another, shoulder, yeah, rolled out right. and rolled back in. Oh my god, I totally and yeah, we had a, they had to call the ambulance and everything for you, didn't they? I know I, I hung out in the office for a while, and you you came around and the fucking look on your face was just like, oh no, it's pure regret or like, oh you, shit, you felt so bad. Oh, probably. And then uh, I don't remember any ambulance come, but wouldn't be surprised because the ambulance always comes for the littlest. Yeah, exactly. For the littlest thing. Now, okay, so was that grade six or grade seven? That must have been grade six. Could have been grade seven. Bounce it on grade six. I'm going to say grade six as well. So that was grade six. Yep. Now, if we're playing football, although we would play football all year long, that's what we would do every day at recess. I'm just trying to think if it was during baseball season. It was because we had a game either like that night <laughs> or, or that weekend. 
Yeah, and I remember it's like you came around. It's like, oh, buddy, like I'm so sorry, man. Like I hope your arm's okay, cause I don't want to see that I ruined your pitching career. <laughs> That yeah, pitching career, I had a dirty curveball for a while. Though. Yeah, for, for the people listening at home that didn't play baseball at the North Langley Baseball and play against fucking Craig, Craig had the fucking dumbest fucking curveball <laughs> that nobody could fucking hit to save their lives. That's the only pitch you had. It was, yeah. You didn't even throw, <laughs> you didn't even like throw a fastball or a changeup or a two-seamer. Well, it wasn't fast. No. It, and even the curveball wasn't fast. I could watch it the entire fucking way. <laughs> I could, like, sing the fucking alphabet the entire time from the ball leaving your hand to crossing the plate. And I still couldn't fucking hit the thing. Nobody could. What my favorite was when I when I pitched it, I wouldn't... It most likely would seem like it's coming straight to the person. Yeah. And the person would, more often than not, duck away. Yes. And then... So would I. That fucking ball would curve right over the plate. Strike! Oh, that was fucking... Strike two! It was fucking brutal. Strike three, you're out! I fucking... Everybody hated going up against you just because you made everybody look like a jackass. Oh, I loved it. When people, like, swung away dramatically and they called a strike, I, I loved it. But then it got to a point where uh, the better ball players started to develop and guys like uh, Andrew Dixon yeah. and Tyson Brown Tyson um, a few others and then other guys out of different uh, cities oh like Wally Coquitlam Langley City yeah those ball players uh, didn't get fooled as much no. fuck no only only like one person in the lineup would get screwed up and uh, that wasn't enough that wasn't no pitching career was over at that point <laughs> well no the pitching you fucked your elbow yeah the elbow didn't feel very good and i couldn't throw a straight and, and I, you hold on you know what and i remember telling you if you keep all you do is yes. throw curveballs and the way yes. that you threw it you were very elbow 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 came out first you were like el- it was like you would do the full turn and you're coming through come through with your chest and like elbow would be out in front and then you would like snap your fucking arm down. It was yeah. like you were throwing a tomahawk. Yeah. But it was so aggressive with the elbow and the elbow snap. I was like, you're going to wreck your elbow. <laughs> you're you're going to yeah. blow your elbow one day. And you fucking did. Yeah. Not so much that I don't think it blew out, but man, I couldn't throw straight. No. My confidence on the mound dropped and pitches were wild. Yeah. So it's definitely had a good run, but it just got to the point where... I should have focused on developing a fastball. But or any other pitch. Change up, but the speed was already... I <laughs> couldn't get much slower. I wouldn't make it across the plate. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Yeah, going up against you was a pain in the fucking ass. Going up against you was brutal. When did you stop playing? Because we never played together. On the same team. On the same team. I stopped. Uh, must have been in grade 12. Did you see you played all the way through yeah. into grade 12? Yeah. And then I played some softball games in Kamloops, but I never picked up a team. Um, it's just kind of on the radar to do next year if I'm still in a one-city location. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. I love the sport. Well, it, it is fun. I've always had – I've always enjoyed baseball. I would say, like – because even me, I stopped playing when I was in grade 10. No. T- grade 10. I think it was grade 10. 
I think it was grade 10 because that was the second year on the big field, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't remember. So. I think it was the second year on the big field. And it was – I didn't even really want to play that season. I just – I was like, ah, oh, I'll do one more. I'll you know what? We did play on the same team. We did all-stars together. Yeah, but that doesn't really count. Oh, it counts. All-stars only lasted like a month. Yeah. But Especially because we didn't proceed any further in the fucking tournament. But yeah, yeah, we probably yeah we did all stars once, at like, least yeah yeah so whatever. Actually, I I remember pulled the shit out of my groin at first, stretching out to try and make the out. The fucking I called him safe, like bastard. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I I yeah I played one more year, I played one more year in like grade ten. And I I called it quits after that because I was playing rugby and stuff. But but even like now. I'm part of a, you know, ortho, ortho, ortho. Like we talked about, like no, 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 bit like baseball, like softball. Ortho. No. Okay, so ortho, you'd like ortho. So you have softball, like beer league softball, which I'm guessing is what you were playing. Yeah. And, and that's like lobbing the ball in, and like everybody's just cranking the balls, and you have, um, you have a certain amount of like you have like aren't there like four outfielders or something. In a normal game? Yeah, in like beer league. In so. beer league? Yeah. Yeah, you usually do a four. Yeah, and there's, there's this and there's that and there's the other thing, so whatever. But in ortho, the pitch, so it's not like a full wind-up like the girls would do. Yeah. But it's like a half windmill. Yeah. So it's coming in faster. Yeah. And there's, it's like a mixture of softball rules and baseball rules. The pitch is a little bit faster the games are more intense and aggressive. Yeah. So it's a little bit more competitive. Faster pace. It's faster pace. It's a little bit more competitive, but still not as like <coughs> aggressive as um, baseball would be, so to say. Yeah. So that's the league that I'm in. I was just in Whistler last weekend during Labor Day weekend for that. Oh, cool. But, yeah, that's that's what me and my girlfriend are doing, and she's been part of this team for a long time, and I just joined up, so that's mm-hmm. fun. But, yeah. So – you had mentioned that that's something that you'd be looking into if you were still in a single city situation. Craig, yeah. tell people what you're talking about. Well, I just uh, started an application with the military. So I, I've got my POTS license, and that's where I want to take my life and doing a career. So I've always had the dreams and aspiration of being a pilot, and especially going to the air shows. What always motivated me was the snowbirds great Canadian team and I've got accepted conditionally to uh, proceed in the application like I'm kind of I'm accepted they likes me I pass the aptitude test the interviews and I go to Toronto in November to do air crew selection so it'll be uh, a four-day journey two days I do testings and uh, sit in a simulator try to fly a fake airplane and if I pass all that then I do uh, medical selection, and uh, hopefully I get out of Kamloops. I get past through everything. I get the job, and start a career and <coughs> fly some jets and drop some bombs. Now, when you said air air crew, what was it? Air crew selection. Yeah, air crew selection. Yeah. So, what are the different what What's the different categories or things? What are the different? F- There's, uh, I believe. Three different occupations uh, that go for testing. So if anybody wants to be 
in an airplane, they have to go through these sort of tests. And not all of them are pilots. So some are... Um, Parachuters? or No, they'd be... Gunners? Yeah, they could be gunners. They uh, could be air traffic controllers. They could be weapon systems. Mechanics. Mechanics. Like, I, I really don't know. I'm only focused on the pilot. But yeah. once, um, <coughs> once everything goes through, I go through flight training, and there's three streams I could be put into. Jets, mm, helicopters, or multi-engine transport. So I'm I'm just focused on the jets. I have a passion of flying fast and doing aerobatics. If and being in the shit. And being in the shit, yeah. Doing something that not a whole lot of other people get the opportunity is pretty important. It's good to be like top top of the tier, top of the class. Mm-hmm. It's, I was never a top student. <laughs> so to have a niche and be good at something is uh, has been fun. Well, I mean, were you a sh- you weren't a shitty student, were you? Well, I may have cheated on more than one test. I think everybody's cheated on more than one test. My f- my two important tests I sh- <laughs> cheated on was the Chem Twelve Provincial Exam, okay, and uh, Spanish Eleven. Oh, who cares about Spanish 11? I want to hear about this Chem 12. How did you cheat on Chem 12? Well, the uh, teacher said that the final exam would be one of the seven practice exams that are posted on the ministry's website. <coughs> so so the actual exam mm-hmm. would be provided yeah. along with six dummy exams that could be used as practice exams, but you don't know which one is which. Exactly. Okay. So I, as I knew I wouldn't pass... I had to come up with some ways. <laughs> I got creative. <clears throat> I think it started when I did the practice exams. I realized I was going to fail hard. And when you do the practice exams, they give instant feedback because they have the answer key. Mm-hmm. So I, on my little iPod, took a screenshot of the front page of every test. Then I went and I took a screenshot of each answer key that would correlate with each test. So test day comes around and it's quiet. Everybody's heads down, pencils rushing. I'm looking around, making sure the teacher is out of eyesight of some sneaky phone play. And I started going through tests. I, I got the test in front of me. It's It even says which exam it is. Test it's number three. Test number three. Test number three. So I'm... Um, I'm going through and I'm trying to match. Actually, no, sorry. It didn't say which test number. That's what I had to figure out. I had to figure out which questions match with the first page of the practice exam. Yep. So I'm going through, I'm going through, and it's like nothing's matching up. It's like, crap, maybe she changed the changed the order. I'm maybe screwed. It was a lie. And then, bam, it matched up. Exam number seven. Go switch over to the answer key. Beauty, 100%. And it was just it was just a photo on like an iPod Touch. Yeah, yeah. So how would you get away with? Was this in one of the gyms? This was in the Chem Twelve classroom. It was in the classroom. It's it not even like a huge area. That's right. Because like when we do provincial exams at our at our high school, ladies and gentlemen, we have like this massive gym. It's like two regular sized gyms, but in one gym. 
and um, they'd fill the entire gym with desks and chairs, and like there'd be like a couple hundred kids and lined up in rows writing exams. But you did this in the classroom where there's only like thirty seats. Yeah, who was sitting beside you? Mm, I think it would have been Corey Craig, but he didn't finish the the class. <laughs> He's he stopped coming like three quarters of the way of the year. So all right, see ya. So. I'm I'm just shocked that you're able to have your iPod out the entire time and yeah. look through it. And you but you okay. Did your teacher were you okay. See <laughs> like there's so many questions here. Did you seriously give yourself all the answers correct? Absolutely. Was not. there any written part of it or was it all multiple it was choice? All multiple choice. So you and gave yourself 100%. No. I wasn't blatant obvious. I gave Well, you said you said you got 100%. But the potential for 100%. What I gave myself is probably a high 70. Um, I may have made it realistic and gone a little lower. But, but it's, uh, you did enough so you could get oh, yeah credits. For oh, it. yeah. Got a good score overall. And then the teacher at one point started doing walk-arounds. So there's a, it's like one of those games that you play online and you have to sneak through the school and not get caught by the teacher. It was exactly like that. So she's she's snaking around and she's she's looking around looking for cheaters, and I didn't notice at one point she got up, and ever so slowly she creeps up right behind me on my right hand side, and I've got the I've got the iPad, iPod, iPod, on my right thigh, so if she, you know, looked down properly or did a real good glance. Uh, she would have seen but she just strolled so slowly right beside me i see her looking down at my paper and didn't see anything and rolls her head to the other side i'm just like oh shit (laughs) you know i've seen i've seen some pretty creative ways to cheat um like I've seen stuff on Instagram and stuff like people were, they write in answer key, you know, like the T 100 calculators. Yes. And they had that cover. Yeah. So you could protect of it. You could protect your fucking calculator and it had like a little card inside. Yeah. People would replace that card. It would be the same like normal card on the front, but you could pull it out and flip it over and mm. they'd have like an answer key on there. Yeah. Or like girls or guys, would wear their like shorts or a skirt and have answers on their thighs and then just like pull up like their legs, like their skirt yeah, or their shorts and like look at the answer key on their thigh. Oh. Because could you imagine like a teacher? Like, what are you doing? Nothing. Just like rubbing my leg. Yeah. And like even if they saw something, like what are they going to tell a girl? Pull up your skirt? Yeah. It's going to be red flags all over the place. So I thought that was a sneaky way to do it too. Yeah. Shit. There's some... There's some mischievousness going on around there. A little bit. Okay, so you want to be a pilot. You want to fly the jets. You want to be part of the military. Mm -hmm. You want to serve and protect our beautiful nation Mm -hmm. from enemies abroad Mm -hmm. and go and and enforce the will of the Canadian people and NATO wherever, wherever the powers that be deem it so why i think i uh, always wanted to be 
in the military. <clears throat> I shouldn't say always. In uh, probably uh, summer of grade 11, I started to think about what I wanted to do with my life. <coughs> and it's very hard to make a decision in high school. So uh, there's the military option. I just, I just went with it. It's kind of, it's not uh, an easy choice or easy answer. Yeah, it's quite the decision. Yeah. And there's, there's going to be challenges for the time I have to study hard. I have to pass all these tests and uh, like you said, serve my country wherever it may be. So there's the fact of war. There could be conflict somewhere. And it could be, I wouldn't be deported, but uh, dispatched or deployed. That's deployed the right word. would be the right word. <laughs> um, I just, I just think it's important. It's probably one of the best things I can do. Uh, you know, I can, I can do things in my community to give back and provide. Um, but there's nothing like serving for your country, and it's respectable. I think that's uh, what drives me to do it. Yeah, because you might not have been the most respectable child growing up. No. No. You're a little mischievous at some points in time. Yep. Craig loved to party. Craig loved his video games. Fucking hated school. You just always wanted to have a good time. Yeah, like most people want to have a good time. So (laughs) who who can fault me for that? (laughs) But, um... Didn't you have, wasn't your grandfather in the Air Force? He was, uh, as a mechanic. That's a pretty good memory. Uh, he wasn't, okay, so I've got grandpa, yeah, he's a mechanic. And then his brother was a pilot. And he fucked up. See, uh, Which one? Uh, the pilot. Okay. So I, he, like me, liked to party. And he let the alcohol flow a little more often than not. And uh, he got into some trouble in the military. And I don't remember from my grandpa's stories if he was kicked out or if he just left after his term. But uh, he had an aviation accident where he drank and then he went flying and he crashed. Jesus. And he died. So it's... This is this is after the military, obviously. Yeah, I think this happened in Kamloops. Jesus. So that's when I told my grandpa, he's like, you know, it's great that you're going in the military. I wish I always stayed, but one thing's for sure: don't fuck up like my brother. <laughs> so it's it's never really crossed my mind to do the military for someone else because it's um, it's not. It's, I'm just gonna. Go out there, apply myself, and be the best damn pilot there is. There you go. There you go. I mean, shit, you were the number one World at War player for like three months or whatever it was until you got grounded and your parents took away your fucking Xbox. Hey, no, that's, it wasn't like that, but uh, yeah, it's true. Oh, God, that's such a funny story. Well, I don't know where you got the taking away the Xbox. That never really happened. No, but you didn't you get grounded? Then you weren't able to play anymore. No, I, I don't know. I don't really remember that. Isn't that what happened? 
Well, I'm sure there was times that I, I got screwed because of being a dumbass, but uh, <laughs> and definitely threatened. I know I can't remember how many times my dad's threatened to <laughs> to do my chores. Or I'm gonna take the Xbox and smash it off the balcony. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, okay, I'll do my chores. <laughs> I'll do whatever you say. Don't hurt the Xbox. Yeah, but yeah, it was number one. Uh, I got sponsored, so I paid tournament fees and got a bit of cash out of it and I held the spot for yeah a few months Mm -hmm. and yeah see that's the weird thing now is that like e-games oh yeah like it's insane it's a thing it's real now it's really grown into an epidemic like it's like there's 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 talks of it being into the Olympics, and that's the scary part. Is why is that a possibility? I don't think it should happen. No, they're n- like no offense, but they're not athletic. It's it's not an athletics. It's a it's a battle. It's the same kind of thing as chess. Chess has been around for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. but chess isn't going to be in the Olympics. It's not a no. battle of. It's not a. It's not a challenge of athletics. It's a challenge of minds. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And it is competition, but. Um, you can't put two completely opposite um, challenges no. into the same pool. Like I can't see, I can't see Usain Bolt. Yeah, and uh, like a kid from Korea playing World of Warcraft, like at the same event. And for them to both get this like equivalent gold medal, it's weird. And uh, no, like no. someone's out there busting balls and working muscles, and the other guy is just flexing fingers and using his brain. Yeah, it's still like I've I've always just been like kind of a whatever, whatever gamer person. I've never been a huge like gamer. Like you always played way more video games than I did. Oh, I yeah. just I just played it for fun. I was the guy that would play the same like level. Over and over again on the easiest difficulty. Never increase the difficulty. Years of Horror Horde. That's that's, that's all we, all we play together. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. Like I was just like, no easiest difficulty. Like let's just let's just shoot shit and have fun. Like I never wanted to like, oh let's hardest difficulty, least amount of ammo. Let's see how good we can do. Like all these different things. Like I never cared. Yeah. I never gave a shit about like all that kind of stuff or trying to beat like the toughest level. I'm like, oh yeah. I can't beat this. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Turn it off. No, I was like that. Played the toughest level. In Call of Duty 4, there's a special mission once you beat the game. And you basically have a minute to run through uh, an airplane and find the hostage and take down its captive. And hard as fuck. I spent countless hours into the night. I remember many times I'd be playing the same level over and over and over again. And my dad would be waking up for work, and there I am, still bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, bushy-tailed, right into that video game, trying to beat that level. Yeah, fucking video games are. Uh, they they'll they'll ruin my I'm like fucking ruin my life for a little while there. <laughs> Jesus H Christ! It's just it's just I can't believe how insane. Uh, game gaming is nowadays people are making money and like when you go to the movies you go to like cineplex yeah and they're like oh join us for the blah 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 toronto blah 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 and we'll be broadcasting it at every cineplex so you can pay 
a Cineplex ticket, go to the movies, pay us, pay 12, 14, mm-hmm. whatever dollars, go get your popcorn, go get your pop, go get your candy, sit in a movie theater, <laughs> and then watch people play Maybe. video games somewhere else in the country. Yeah. Like, what? Wouldn't you want to play the video game yourself? But here's the thing. Here's Let, let me be a counter to this. Let me play devil's advocate. All right. Okay, you ready? Go for it. Watching football at home. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to play football instead? Yeah, I know. I knew that was going to come up. That's the, but that's that's what that's what they say, right? Yeah. That's the that's the theory. And that the other thing is now is that there's there's universities who have like esports teams. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. And they're getting scholarships. Yeah. Just like an athletic scholarship would. Yeah. So there's schools that are giving athletic scholarships or whatever esports scholarships to kids to come play video games for that school. Yeah. I guess it's like it's a money maker, it's a money grab. At the end of the day it's all about money. Yeah. Cuz I remember this came up and my mom was like I can't believe they're doing scholarships for this video games. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I also think it's kind of ridiculous, but I played devil's advocate and I was like, "Well, what's the difference if they make money with a football team, giving that kid a football scholarship, yeah. if this kid can play uh, World of Warcraft and make money for the school, what's mm-hmm. the difference? Yeah. At the end of the day, the school just wants to make money. Yeah. The school, the, all the schools are just, they're private institutions. They're, they're, they're companies. They mm-hmm. want to make money. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if it's like, oh, let's get a bunch of these kids. They're all teenagers. They're all awesome at these fucking video games. We'll give them scholarships to come here and learn and they can play esports for us we'll host tournaments we'll make money it's ridiculous like it's ridiculous to say like it's so ridiculous to say yeah that you can go to university get a full ride scholarship to play fucking video games it's so ridiculous <laughs> for me to say it like it's, it's far fetched yeah but it's so true it happens now it's a thing yeah it's so insane it's such an insane world that we live in and even like drone flying you ever see drone the, flying is pretty cool. I like drones that. are cool, but like it's the same kind of thing where like they Virtual wear like reality, a, yeah. they wear like the mask, yep. and so so they'll be like staring at the ground, but it's because they got like a VR headset that yeah. has the camera on the drone, yeah, yeah. and they fly the drone through like they would like the fly through an arena, of, yeah, yeah. Of the arena, yeah. They fly through an arena through all these like hoops, yeah. It looks like a video game, so yeah. And like those make money. Like it's so weird. It's so weird. It's such a weird time how people are finding ways to make money. Yeah. It's so strange. It's so strange. It's so ridiculous. It just is. Kudos to the technology though. I like, I like where things are going in some aspects like the drones. Drones are pretty cool. I want to buy myself a drone and do some cool flying, get some sweet shots. I wouldn't do like, uh, well, I, I would get into racing if I was ever good and had the time, but all things fast. All things fast. That's that's pretty good motto. It's just I've never flown a drone before, but yeah, like I agree, it'd be pretty cool to to have a drone or whatever to to fly it around and get some you know, cool aerial shots and some mm-hmm. tricks and some this mm-hmm. that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. But like, just VR is the one that's always kind of freaked me out. You ever had a VR headset on? Yeah, that's it's trippy, man. Very much so. I played a game uh, where it's basically Space Invaders. I think where you've got your 
controls and they're your guns and you're in like a 360 environment so mm-hmm. you're just like whipping around you're flying finding these planes that are coming at you and shooting you so you're actually like ducking and dodging these bullets and it's it's very responsive to each individual movement so where you think like in the video games like oh i only need to move an inch to to avoid this bullet it's like you just you just move that a little bit and you won't get hit yeah and even uh, an archery one where you're uh, pretending to shoot with a bow and arrow uh, just to see it uh, play out in the game. And it's pretty accurate. And it's like, hmm, that feels like how I actually shot. Mm-hmm. It was response, response, responsive. Yeah. Highly responsive. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just like VRs and VR is a crazy thing that we're going to get into. And I mean, to see, like, you see some of the videos where it's like, oh, put on this VR headset and go on this virtual reality, like, um, roller coaster ride. Yeah. And, like, the guys are, like, freaking People are out. People freaking out, yeah. People are freaking out running all over the place. Like, it's just wild. It's just wild. The, the the insane leaps in technology that we're making is just, it's it's fucking out of this world. Yeah. Like, where are the aliens going to come, like? Or are we the first aliens? Oh, I don't right? know. That's what that's what people thought. Oh fuck! I keep yawning. My God, that's what people thought for so long is that we are the center of the universe. So if we if we're if we're the first, right? Yeah. Elon Musk coming along with SpaceX making fucking rockets. Yeah. But what, like, shit, dude. How long did it take? Like, how long would it take for us to get to what is it? Andromeda is the nearest uh, solar system. Is it solar system or galaxy? I think it's a galaxy. Because, yeah, it's a galaxy. What's the nearest star? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Polaris? No idea. North star? Other than our star. Whatever. But, like, even to get... Because there's no other... we There's no reason to believe that there would be any other species in our solar system. Right? Because yep. they can't... We're the only planet in the Goldilocks zone... Closest one is Mars. We got a rover on Mars. Guy in Mars hasn't found any mm-hmm. uh, intelligent life. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if found any signs of life. I think they found frozen water, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But so nothing there. So that means that we got to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. We can't go elsewhere yet. I think it was like Neil deGrasse Tyson said something like, for us with the technology that we have to get to the nearest star, it would take something like, or even if we had like futuristic technology mm-hmm. and like we could travel way faster, it would take us like 40,000 years to get the next closest like Goldilocks planet to see if perhaps there was life there. So you know what you would need? You would need very fertile people to get on this fucking spaceship yeah. and keep having babies. Yeah. So generations and generations and generations could live and die on the ship and eventually make it to another planet. You just need a lot of pie dishes and uh, some saved up sperm and some woman, woman eggs and you just uh, make them as you need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you still need people. <laughs> what, are you going to have robots doing this whole thing? Well, you, eventually. You could. You could like store the... <laughs> the uh, biological makeup yeah and when you get close you're like 30 years out all right let's make a round of humans (laughs) yeah why not and then for 30 years you raise them 
they're raised by robots. And by the time they get old enough, then you don't need the robot anymore. You just you give them uh, how-to books. How to fly a fucking rocket ship for there dummies. Elon, we figured it out. Pie dishes. <laughs> Petri dishes. I think that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's what you're talking about. Petri dishes. We need some Petri dishes and some very sophisticated robots. Sounds good. That's it. That's all we need. Speaking of Elon Musk, I've asked this question to uh, some of my other guests. I'm going to ask it to you. You win $50 million. Yeah. I've always made the assumption that if I won $50 million, uh, the first big purchase I would make would be vehicles. Mm-hmm. And vehicles over a house. And the reason being is that I, even if I still won $50 million, I would still want to take the time to like find this perfect house or yeah. find this perfect piece of land to build a house on. And I would need time to plan it. But I wouldn't need time to plan to go out and just buy vehicles. Right. Because I would just go out and buy whatever because it's a depreciation asset anyways and it would just be fun. And that would be the easiest thing to just be like, yo, give me this vehicle. Give me your top four vehicles or toys. Mm -hmm. So it could be a boat, Mm -hmm. jet ski, planes. First, first toy. Planes. There we go. Yeah, for you, it'd be planes, I guess. It would be a high-performance aerobatic racing aircraft. So, so something I, that you'd see, you would see one of those uh, snowbirds in. I wouldn't go with snowbirds. I go with uh, you know, like the Red Bull air races. Yes. I would buy a plane that can compete at that level. Jesus. And go do that with my, for, with the rest of my life. Now, would that cost fifty million dollars? Probably mm. cost pretty penny. I don't know if it, I don't know if really. Uh, I think it'd be like five hundred thousand. But then you need a team. You need to get it to and from. So let's say two million. Let's say yeah, endeavors two mil. Okay. So toy number one toy number two Ooh, ski like a ski boat would be jet ski boat mm-hmm. something something fancy something fast something fast a mo- motorcycle but that's that's like a penny from that 15 mil big purchase Ooh. i don't know something something out of this world i would have to go with an attack helicopter <laughs> And An Apache helicopter from the U.S. military. Yes, and uh, spend the money on the ammunition. And just go shoot some shit. Just like, hey, I'm just gonna set up some barrels of gasoline in the <laughs> Mojave Desert. That's right. And you, here you come over the fucking sand dunes. Dan, dan. What? What's the fucking uh, military? Is like. You know, if I like ever go to war, I'm just gonna put my earbuds on and and just fucking go to town on some barrels of fucking gasoline and call it a day. <laughs> and your Apache helicopter. Yeah, that's what I would. I would almost rather go into that in the military, but Canada doesn't have any attack helicopters. No, no, not that I know of. I heard. Uh, I think you can find news articles that say they were trying to buy buy one or it's been discussed we need one for our fleet, but that's not really here yet. I got to be American. <laughs> Dual citizenship. You got to find yourself a nice American girl. That I could do. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you, were to, if you were to live somewhere in America, where would you live? I would live... I, I feel like Colorado would be a really cool place to live. First thought was Denver. I... Uh, 
<clears throat> I would also go like California, Miami. Somewhere is nice and sunny and hot on the on the water. Denver's a little bit different than that. Denver's very different, but that's where like this beer, you know, I wouldn't catch myself drinking this as a regular, but I like to try different things and get a taste of everything. That's Coors Country though. It's all right. Right? Isn't that Coors? Could be. From the from the water of the Rocky Mountains brewed in yeah. blah blah blah, Colorado. Yeah. I think you're right. That's Coors Country. You'd be drinking a lot of Coors. You gotta be drinking Coors. You gotta drive a truck too. And it won't be uh Bud Light because they don't pay me anything. That's a reference to uh Brock Lesnar? When he won uh, UFC 100. Oh, was that... Oh, uh, UFC 100. Fuck, that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was like 2012. Yeah, that was the one we watched uh, for my birthday, yeah. That was quite the pay-per-view. That uh, Yeah, that was that was Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir. Oh. And uh, GSP versus... Uh, oh, shit. What's it? BJ Penn. And? BJ Penn got shit kicked. And who was the third fight? Dan oh. Henderson and Michael Bisbee. Michael Bisbee. Bisbee. And Dan they fucking killed it. Oh, fuck. Dan Henderson fucking <laughs> knocked out Michael Bisbee. And holy shit. Fucking knocked him out and gave him a little punishment. Holy fuck. When he was down on the ground, Hendo came over top and just with like that last diving punch. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. Man, that got us going. That was America saying a big fuck you to Britain right there. Holy yeah. fuck. And then, yeah, fuck. He killed him in that fight. And then BJ Penn got absolutely fucking destroyed by GSP. Yeah. BJ Penn got his ass whooped. I think I, leading up to that fight, I think the whole thing with BJ Penn was he's like, oh, I've never been taken down before in a fight. My my uh, defense is too good. My defense is too good. And like GSP took him Dangled down. Dangled him. Took him like, but took him down. And like, I remember the whole crowd erupted because that was his, his BJ Penn's whole thing. Oh, I've never been taken down. I've never been taken down. I've never been taken down. This, that, and the other mm-hmm. thing. And BJ and, and and GSP just fucking brutalized him. Just took him down to the fucking mat and just worked him and worked him and worked him. And they were supposed to go all five rounds because it was a title fight. He didn't come up. BJ Penn didn't come out for the last round. No, he, no, his corner threw in the towel. Well, he was too beat up. He didn't. <laughs> he fucking quit. He was in the corner sitting on a stool, and his team threw in the towel. He couldn't fucking get up and fight anymore. And GSP fucking won. It was a humiliating defeat for BJ Penn. It was a humiliating defeat for BJ. Huge Penn. win for the Canadian though. Huge win. Huge win for Canada. GSP's a fucking legend. I love yeah. GSP. Yeah. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and just fucking manhandles Frank Mir. Yeah. He's Fuck, Brock Lesnar is a beast. He's got fists the size of a melon. He's the only, or he was the only guy in the UFC that wore size, like, 3 or 4 XL size gloves. Fuck. Like, they need to get a bigger size of glove because he had the biggest fucking hands in the UFC. Yeah. He's a fucking tank, man. He's not human. Like he's so he is so insanely strong. I remember, like he didn't fight too much after that, did he? Like he did, I'm sure one or two, because that's the one he won the title. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and he had to defend it, but he probably lost it. I think he fought two, and then he won. He fought like two or three, and then he won the title from Frank Mir. Mm. And then I think he defended it 
a couple times. He ended up losing it, and then he tried to get it back, and it didn't. It didn't work, and then he went back to the WWE. Mm. And he was at the WWE for a few years, and then he came back and he did a fight like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and he won that fight. But then it got found out that he was on steroids. He was, <laughs> he, he was juiced up, but I'm not surprised by that. I mean, you fucking look, look at the, the size. Guy. Yeah, he's fucking huge. And really, like in all reality, though, who gives a fuck if Brock Lesnar's on the juice? Like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. He's he's still a tank. Yeah, he's, he's huge. He's fucking. He's a beast. So he did that, and now he's coming back. So he was in the. He went back to the WWE again. He was the Universal Champion for like a year and a half. He just lost the title like a month ago, and he's now left the WWE again. And he's going to be fighting uh, Daniel Cormier for uh, the heavyweight title. Daniel Cormier is now the. He's the heavyweight and the light heavyweight champion of the UFC, and. When um, DC won his last fight, Brock Lesnar was in the arena, mm-hmm. and DC was in the arena or in the uh, ring, and he's like, "Blah blah blah, I'm the champ, woohoo!" And I know there's one man in here right now who thinks he's gonna take this from me, and he's like, "It's not gonna happen." So, but you think you can do it? Get your fucking ass in here, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's in the front row, and he, like, runs into the ring, and he, like, shoves DC, and Joe Rogan gets between the two of them, gives gives, gives them the mic, and basically they're going to have a fight now. Sweet. Yeah, so he's coming back. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, he hasn't had a title in the UFC in a long time, and he's been out of touch, but, I mean, he's a, such a fucking beast. He's so fucking big. Like, he is so <laughs> big. I don't want to see him. Like, if there's a fright train or Brock Lesnar running at me, I might take the fright train. Oh, he's so big. He's so insanely huge and, like, powerful. Yeah. Fuck, he's a tank. He is such a tank. <laughs> he is such a tank, man. <laughs> Someone might be growing a heart on right now. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just so impressive. Like, he's just so fucking huge. <laughs> he, he just manhandles people. Like, sure, like, wrestling isn't... It, it's scripted, mm-hmm. but like the athletic feats that they do are fucking they're they're real things. It's not like they're on harnesses and they're yeah. when they're getting thrown through the air. It's not like they're getting on a pulley system. Yeah. When Brock Lesnar picks up somebody, he does a German sh- suplex and he launches them eight feet across the ring. Yeah, he's fucking doing it, man. Yeah. Like he is strong as shit. <laughs> when he's got the Big Show, who's like four hundred pounds on his shoulders. And he like lifts him and spins him in the air and slams him on the mat. He's really doing it. Has he really? Oh fuck yeah, dude! He's insane. Jeez, oh, I didn't know that. That's impressive. Oh, he's fucking huge. I'll Google it right now. He's he's insanely strong. He's insanely strong. He's got an immense, immense fucking uh, uh, ability. Okay, here we go. Brock Lesnar. F five. F five is the move. That's a signature move. It's called F five. Hmm. It's like a fighter pilot. Yeah. Boom. So Brock Lesnar, F five, big show. I'm pretty sure that's the biggest guy he's ever F five. Well, like I'll just show you. Look at the size of that fucking guy. Holy, he's got him picked up. That's impressive. That's insane. Like he's huge. <laughs> pretty sure he put him through a table. Oh, easily. But he's just like such a beast. Here we go. Brock Lesnar. F5. Big Show. 
Let me pull up a video here real quick. Here we go. Okay. So we're watching a video. Brock Lesnar lifts up the big show. He's got him on his shoulders. Lifts him, spins him, fucking plants him on the mat. Does it again. Does it again through a table. Look how big he is. Like the big show is a giant human being. Are these all of the big show? Yeah, this is all the same guy. Holy crap. You can actually see that Brock's getting bigger throughout these videos. Oh, I know. Brock is huge. Look at that. Look at that. He's huge. He's a huge man. Can you even tell it's getting easier for him? Holy crap. Boom. Like, he is such... How many times do you think Big Show received the script and is like, fuck. Another F5. Again. I got to get a five again from Brock. I'm going to call my massage therapist and set up for, for, for a month. Here, I got another one for you. Brock Lesnar, Big Show. Here, watch this fucking video. This video's insane. Hold on, where is it? Okay. So, Big Show and, and Brock Lesnar are fighting in a match. I'm just going to fast forward this a little bit. Okay. Big Show's on the top turnbuckle. Brock Lesnar's up there. He puts him in a headlock. He starts beating on him. He's wrapped him up off the top turnbuckle, which is like three feet to four feet off the ring. They're both on the top turnbuckle. Superplex. Snap the fucking ring. Oh, <laughs> what? No way. Like... Could that, could that be, like, legit? Could the ring... No, that was definitely scripted, but even still, like, just looking at it is insane. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely insane to see that shit happen. But the Big Show, let me pull up his statistics right now, because the Big Show is ginormous. Big Show, weight, height. Let's see. I don't want it in kilograms. Seven feet, mm-hmm. 380. Ooh. Seven feet, 380. And Brock Lesnar can manhandle him like a fucking doll. It's impressive to be that big of a size and impressive on Brock for lifting him. Jesus. Jesus. You don't want to catch Brock Lesnar in a dark alleyway Mm -hmm. after he's had a bad night. He's so insanely strong. It's it's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. He's so fucking huge. He's terrifying. He's a terrifying human being. Oh, my God. Okay. You used to play baseball. You didn't play any other sports, did you? Played soccer. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Soccer baseball and when, soccer. <clears throat> you didn't play soccer when I knew you, did you? Oh, yeah. When did you like, start playing soccer? Um, Let's see. I was on a team that won like the championships two years in a row, and we were gonna win the third year in a row. Uh, so I think the last year I played was in 2011. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was on Buddy's team, and we were playing the final game for the championship, and team team fell right apart. Scored our own goal. You scored on your own goal. It, was, it wasn't me. But your team did. Yeah. Team, <clears throat> I don't know, he 
tried to pass it back to the goalie, kicked a little too hard. Goalie kind of sucked at this point. I couldn't control it. And doop, 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 doop. Oh, it's in the goal. Jesus Christ. So that was probably the nail in the coffin for that game. That's embarrassing. Very. And that was the last time I played. I didn't know you played soccer so late. Yeah. Yeah, I was... I mean, it was a winter sport, I think. Yeah, when... Uh, yeah, because there's some days the uh, ground would be frozen and we wouldn't play. But yeah, I played three years. I was like always house. I never played in rep. Yeah. I think I played one one game in rep, and I could tell I wasn't cut out for it. <laughs> I was like, like yeah, I don't want to run. No, no thanks. This is a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit too fast paced for me. Yeah. I used to be a goalie in that too, and I that was fun for a while, and then I I stopped playing and I joined again, and that time like people were bigger, kicking harder. Didn't want to get balls rocketed towards me, so I just played a uh, played a variety of positions. I was never never hardcore. I always like to slide, slide and tackle people. Yeah, contact. I wish I played more contact sports. Could have played rugby with me, buds. Coulda. Sounds like you guys had some fun times going on your tours. Oh fuck! Legendary times. Right. Legendary times. Yeah, rugby tours were the shit. Mm-hmm. Those were the best parts of... Those two tours were probably the best parts of high school for me. Yeah. It was so insane. So insane that we went on two rugby tours. Saw Australia and Ireland yeah, by the time I graduated. Like, it's fucking mental. That's pretty sick. Not everybody gets that. No. And not even, like, the entire team did. Just me, Tyler, and Trev. How so? Because we were the only... Because we were the three guys that went to Australia. Yeah. And there were some other guys that went to Australia too, but they were older. Right. And then we were in grade 12 when we went to Ireland. They had already all graduated. So right. we were the only, also the only three that went to Ireland. What, what about the rest of the team? Didn't you go, you went with the team, or are you talking about just our grad class? No, no, okay. So in 2010, when we went to Australia, yeah. we didn't go with Walnut Grove. We went with Aldergrove Secondary. Okay. So it was Aldergrove Secondary's team, and they had like 17 players. They didn't have enough kids. Yeah. So it was. Their coach talked with our coach, and they're like, hey, we need a couple more guys to make this tour work. Do any of your players want to come? And it was like me, Trev, and Ty, and like five other guys. So we rounded off. So it was basically like the top players from Walnut Grove went and yeah. played with uh, okay. Alder Grove. Yeah. And that was that tour, tour 2010. By the time 2012 rolled around, we were the only three that were still at the school, and we went to Ireland. Okay. With Walnut Grove. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. Those tours were the shit. They were fucking awesome. Those were good times. Those were really, really good times. High school in general was a good time. I know some people like hated high school. And I mean, I could could be labeled as the stereotypical jock, I guess, Mm -hmm. who like loved high school because... You got to play sports. Because I got to play sports and like all that kind of stuff. But even like people complained... I don't know. I think I just had a. I think I had a b- little bit better of a time than lots of people did at high school. Yeah, it was easy for me. You're you're always outgoing. You're like an extrovert. You're, yes, you're, I'd y- say more so than not. Yeah, so you, you had no problem to shoot the shit. You can shoot the shit with just about anybody on any topic. I try to. So I, I mean, you got that going for you. And I can see why. Yeah, I mean it was fun, dude. 
it was fun. High school's high school's fun, and and I remember because I coach, right? So I graduated, and I've been coaching uh, at the high school with doing rugby ever since. And um, I'll tell the kids like I'll tell the kids when I'm coaching them. They're like, oh, I just want to go to university. I just want to do this. I just want to get a job. And I'm like, you have no idea how easy your life is right now. Yeah. If you think life is like complicated, like I know everybody's got different situations mm-hmm. and like there could be shit going on at home with mom and dad or like, or, or whatever. There could yeah. be extenuating cir- circumstances, but outside of that, outside of like a horrible life, mm-hmm. like at home or the, there's other things going on outside of that. High school is so fucking easy. Very much so. It's so easy. It is so easy. And if I had the chance to like go back and just like tell myself, I'd be like, yo, just relax, man. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Everything is going to work out. You don't have to fucking worry so much. Yeah. Go and then go and enjoy that party. Go and have fun and do this. Yeah. Go and do this. Be a little bit more f- free spirited. Yeah. But like kids like. I'm coaching them and they're like, yo, I just want to, I just want to get out of here. I just want to graduate and get a job. And I'm like, yeah. like, people don't appreciate Like I, I enjoyed being able to see everybody every day. That's a, that's a big one. That's a huge one. You lose all those people. Like you have, like everybody has this. And I mean, we're going to a party tonight where we're, you're going to get to see people you haven't seen in years. Yes. I'm, I'm going to relish that. Like I'm looking forward to it. Cause you've been gone for years and years and years. Yeah. But I mean, I've been in this town still. I haven't moved out of our hometown. Yeah. Everybody's still here. I don't see these people. Yeah. I never see these people. I have like my core group of buddies, like my two fucking three guys yeah. that I hang out with all the time. The 30 other people that were in, what could you be called as like a friend group? Yeah. Like the 30, 40, 50 people that you would hang out with every day at high school at lunch. Yeah. Every day on the weekends, whatever, the big group of people that you'd hang out with, yeah. you don't fucking see those people anymore. Everything gets concentrated down into like a minute group of people that you'll hang out with. And it's yeah. maximum, it's like five people. Yeah. Max, it's going to be five. And throughout the years, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's just how life works. Mm-hmm. That's it's crazy. Just, that's just how it works. So that was the biggest thing that lots of people miss, especially me from leaving high school is that like huge group that huge amount of camaraderie you get and the amount of diversity in people that you interact with on a given day and i know lots of people get that from work yeah but like these are people that you grew up with during a significant portion of your life and like friendships were formed and some people you had been in school with since you were in elementary school yeah right so like that super tight-knit crew is the biggest thing that lots of people miss. Yeah. Because as soon as you leave, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, you're totally out on the wilds on your own. Yeah. Especially if you move away like I did. You're figuring shit out way faster than you would living at home or staying comfortable. Yeah. So it's a lot of you, growing and up. And you have no friends up there. Yeah. You don't know anybody. Yeah. You don't know where you don't On the plus it, side, I did I did go to school with one guy. We went to high school. Ben, with? right? Yeah. Mr. Peacock. Mr. Peacock. And so it, it was easy to hang out with someone the first couple of days. And we, we hung out almost all of the first year of university. And then we made friends together, um, which was good. So I really made the transition easier. But if I had to do it alone, 
back then, I probably had a tougher time. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, it's uh, nothing like staying at home or being in a social setting every day. Yeah, it's totally different. It just it's it's just easier, and it's and it makes the transition easier, and it's just it's it's just it's way different it's mm-hmm. way different when when i got these kids that i'm coaching and they're like oh yeah no i don't care about any of that i'm like you will yeah. you know the other thing is too especially when you go to university you know what one of the big things you got to deal with is like it's all on you these yeah. university professors don't give a fuck no. if you don't turn in work or you aren't if you're not showing up to class or you're not participating they're just not going to give you the grade yeah. and they're not going to tell you that you need to pick it up or whatever the case may be. You're in yeah. university now. Yeah. If you don't show up, if you don't give a shit, guess what? Prof doesn't care. Yeah. Profs, profs getting paid either way. You're getting an F and that's just the end of it. So you got to be super accountable now. Yeah. That's another big change from high school because you'll have teachers like chasing, at least in our high school. You yeah. Had t- there's a few teachers that gave a shit yeah there's a couple teachers that would go and chase you down and make sure you had your work done and like what's going on why isn't this completed yeah i'll give you an extension but you got to have it by the end of the week or you got to have it by early next week or whatever the case may be yeah that doesn't happen in university no you're out on your own you're done skis (laughs) you are done skis yeah that's why i uh, failed after the first year (laughs) 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 dropped out so fast why did you drop out? I uh, I can blame it on a few things, but there's one course that was pivotal and very important for getting into the more advanced courses. Mm-hmm. It was a prerequisite. Uh, so it was learning com- it was learning machine language, the very very core of a processor and trying to direct information to a storage location and then trying to retrieve it and how to read it. So I, uh, it's like learning another language. Oh yeah. There's in uh, computer programming is what I took. There's tons of different languages and there's tons of variations that programmers will make to do what they need. And so I, I took three I took a lot of courses, but there is three languages I had to learn. And uh, machine language was in, uh, I think it's just called C, C programming or something. Uh, Jesus Christ, it was fucking hard. <laughs> and then uh, like, the content was hard. They had a professor uh, who was fresh off the boat from India. So there's a language barrier. Uh, he was shit. <laughs> I I ended up getting a, a D in the course, so it's not not an F, but uh, to move on I needed a C minus or more. Yeah, I was like f- like fuck two two percent off my final grade, and don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, that happened to me too. <laughs> sucks. So I couldn't couldn't move on. So I went and I did a work. I did two work terms that. Uh, that summer I did one, and then in fall, instead of going back to school, I did a second work term, and then I tried going back to and, school in the And winter. when you say work term, it's like work placement. Yeah. So, you like, you worked for a company. Yeah. One was uh, IT support at Canadian uh, Department of Fisheries and Oceans, and the second one was repairing lottery equipment at a place called Lang Ventures. <clears throat> so, I tried going back to school, and uh, in the first week, kind of learned that... 
wasn't what I wanted to do. Especially when they told me, it was like, yeah, well, like you did this program in, say, Java last year. And now we want you to learn Java Plus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, fuck, I don't got the time for this. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, yeah, I kind of washed out and let myself figure things out. And I took up aviation at that point. Yeah. And that's worked out pretty damn good. Yeah. You made the, that was quite the leap. That was quite the difference. From uh, computing science to pilot? Well, it was just like, yeah, I'm going to go to school for computer sciences, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the other thing. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. No, I thought it was such a bright future. Even in high school, I really liked the computer programs. And I thought I had it all figured out. Even if I went and I finished my degree, I thought there was like a ton of jobs. It was uh, in-demand business. So I had my head in the right direction. I just couldn't follow it up. Yeah. But that's all right. You got to learn learn on the go sometimes. I mean, shit, I, I got myself a four-year degree and I never plan on really using it. Yeah, so I've... I use aspects of it. Like, I can't I can't say that I didn't learn anything that practical yeah. use that I could use in my day-to-day, which yeah. I, I absolutely did. Yeah. And it, it made me a more intelligent person. You got to take out the positives. And yeah. You probably learned a lot about yourself. I in learned, those I learned a too. ton. I learned a ton. Yeah. But it like what the practical use of majority of that teaching is, is that it's not going to get used uh, yeah. f- to make uh, exuberant amount of money to make a yeah. living off of. It's just not going to happen. Like I said at the start of the podcast, I had made something for a buddy of ours who started a new company. Yeah. I'll probably get a couple hundred bucks for that, and that'll be yeah. it. So, you know, there's, I, there's something I need. I, I, I've got – it's not a company. It's more of a project. Um, it's to promote aviation in Kamloops. So it's I I've named it V Formation, as it's supposed to be. Uh, it's not like a flight training unit, but I want to use it to get into aerobatics, and then if I got my ratings, then I could be an instructor. And then uh, I've I've taken like I first started uh, advertising it as like a. Sp- I don't know, social development or uh, get get people involved in aviation in ways that they wouldn't normally. So I, I had uh, a family <coughs> in West Side, uh, my community, come out to the airport and I took them flying for an hour. And it's like two two young boys that probably made a very good impression. Mm-hmm. And the, the mom back there really liked the flight. And the whole family came out to enjoy the day and they didn't all get to go flying, but they got to see what it's like to be around an airplane, an airport. So it's... Oh, so basically this is trying to expose everyday people... Yes. ...who are not involved in in, in jumping out of planes or mm-hmm. working anything outside of... The, the only experience they have is getting on a plane to go on vacation. Yeah, and I, I want people to to enjoy a local scenic flight. There's a ton of people that will never do that. A lot of people will fly an airplane to like Calgary or Mexico, wherever. Hawaii, whatever. But they're never going to get into a little Cessna and fly around their local... Fly lower. Oh, yeah. Fly, fly a few hundred feet above ground sometimes. Yeah. And uh, then there's... What I want to get into is the aerobatic and sport racing. So 
I kind of made a a brand or a name so that if I ever did get into uh, like basically I started something for sponsorship. Okay. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a pilot. I want to go ahead and do like aerobatic and sport racing and do competitions, but I'm never going to make that on my own. No. So I need, uh, Hey, unless you win that $50 million. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to give back to the community. It's, ba- it's barely worked. And it, it's like, such well, it's, it, it, that's just how it goes though, buddy. Like, I mean, yeah. this podcast, I think, um, what do I got? I got four episodes up right now. Mm-hmm. I got four episodes up right now. And like, I think total amount of views out of all four episodes is mm-hmm. probably only going to be like 130. Yeah. Like total listens. Like that's a drop in the fucking bucket. But I mean, like you got to start somewhere. You got to start Always. somewhere and I'm having fun doing it. I mean, for, yes. for your shit, for your shit, obviously the cost factor is way oh, fucking higher. Than that's mine. right. Yes. I mean, I, I already had the laptop and I had, um, I already had the laptop, but I mean, yeah, I had to buy, I had to buy mics, mic stands and a little bit of software. And I bought a Wi-Fi extender, a desk and a, uh, and a chair that you're sitting in. Yeah. Like all together, I spent a couple hundred bucks and yeah. now I'm rolling for you. you need my, some- my one hour local scenic flight, it's 200 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, I, I did it like when I started the page I wanted people to like like my page so I said like you know first first person to like and share my page will get a free flight and I I almost got a hundred followers that day I was stoked it was so exciting so I I did the first flight I got a, a charity or donation whatever you want to call it and they, well, they gave me 30 bucks for fuel, but mm-hmm. like you say, if I want to keep doing that, either I'm going to need people to pay. pay, Yeah. And uh, I I, I could try. Like, I want to keep trying uh, and spend some more time and develop it. But I'm just looking at the cost sometimes and I'm like trying to be realistic. It's like, are people going to pay? Are they going to be satisfied with what they get for it? And it's it's challenging to to have a product and then to present it to other people and hope that they like it. Especially when it's all it's all ex, it's all um, not service, but it's experience based. Yes, it's on a tangible item. That's right. You can't like go to somebody and like look at this cell phone. Yes, this is all the things that I can do. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. It's hey, you can get in this airplane with me. Bring your camera, mm-hmm. and you can see some cool things that you've never seen before. Yeah. You can yeah, take yeah. some cool photos. Yeah, we can go to cool places, and then we're gonna come back, and I'm gonna park the plane. You can go home. Yeah. So it's it's more of an intangible thing. Now the question that I have is, do you have you ever gone up there? Like, do you have like videos and photos? And- I do. Oh yeah. I I had bought GoPro mounts, mm-hmm. and I stick one outside of the airplane under the wing, and I s- stick the other one inside usually. Um, I don't do it often. I've got one video out, a um, little trip I did from uh, – it started – I think it started in Lillooet, and we did a touch-and-go in Cache Creek, and we landed in Kamloops. And it was, it was all video, so I'm, I mixed, mashed it up and – 
kind of put it online. And then there's a second flight I did. Um, it was from Kamloops to Castlegar and Cranbrook. Mm. And I haven't I haven't done anything with those because it's just like a lot of footage, a lot of videos, uh, there's a lot of pictures. And I'm not sure. Like I kind of like I've I know I've got them. I gotta do something with them. And uh, if if I do use them, it's gonna be as like promotional material. Material, yeah. Do you have any sort of marketing material right now? Do you even have a logo? What I've not really like nothing that's finished. I had one buddy start drawing in a, an eagle because that's what I thought I wanted as part of the logo, and uh, he just did it like, he, like hand drawing, and then I I scanned it, put it on my computer, and I started editing it, but it's like taking up a lot of time. Wasn't very good at it, and uh, I never finished it. But that's that was a second hurdle I wanted to complete. <coughs> it's like first was getting the Facebook page, did that's finished. Second was doing the logo. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> Third part is figuring out what kind of experiences can I offer and how much. I'm, I'm kind of figuring that out. It's like there's two ways I could do it. I could do it for like not for profit, so they'll just pay like the basic price of covering the cost of the rental, or I can charge them like an extra ten bucks per seat, and then I'll get a few bucks out of it. Uh, so once, once I figure that out, I could start getting it up and running, but then fucking other hurdle I got. So it's going to be winter soon. Mm. Not a lot of people want to go flying. No freaking cold. I did my flight training, uh, during winter. There's days I was shoveling snow for longer than I was flying. It was cold. Didn't like it. No, <laughs> but the views are insane. Amazing. Oh, if we would go uh, right after a uh, dump of snow. So we go out on the ramp and we shovel just just enough for the plane to get out onto the taxiway and that'd be plowed already. And then we would we would get airborne and it's just white. And it's just a blanket. It's the most beautiful thing I ever see. It's got like a little like 17 second video somewhere. And it's just... Uh, just just, just looks like a blank canvas. Oh yeah, it's and the sky was blue, not a cloud in the sky. It was gorgeous. There's views of flying an airplane. It's just unreal. And that's that's what I want to share with people is just the sheer beauty of it. It's so awesome. So here's what we're gonna do. After we're done this podcast, me and you are gonna sit down and talk about this. We're gonna make some logos. We're gonna make some fucking marketing material. We're going to get this bitch off the ground and soaring through the fucking air. Oh, I hope so. Because that's the other thing. If I ever get, like, enough people interested, even in Langley, I will ferry that airplane to Langley Airport, and I will take people up. And I know lots of people in Langley Mm -hmm. while in Grove alone. Tons of people would love it. Yeah. So show your support, people. Show some love. Get some airplane airtime in this beautiful city. So we got to... We got to fucking, so maybe I'll have to have you on another time a little bit later, maybe, maybe a year or two, year or two in advance. If the winter, nobody wants to go fly in the winter, which is understandable because it's a giant tin can. It's probably cold as fuck in that thing. I'm guessing there's not, if there is a heater, it's not very powerful. No, it's just whatever air gets bypassed the engine and makes it way to the cabin. Yeah. So it's cold as shit. So we'll so summertime is nice. No summertime is beautiful. So what we'll do, what me and you will do, 
when you're up in the when you're up in Fruit Loops, we'll be talking, <laughs> we'll be talking, and we'll get some shit made up for you, and and because uh, I enjoy doing that, and I enjoy helping out my friends with different projects, whatever the case yeah. may be. So I'm gonna help you do that, and we're gonna get this. Uh, uh, what would what would it be called? Experience company. This um, this uh, adventure time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're still working on the name, folks. All right, Craig. Is there anything that you want to say to the people listening at home? Um, is there any questions, comments, or concerns that you have? about anything that we discussed or the podcast or directed to me or is there any sort of final note you want to leave for the people on the bottled podcast well i just gotta say i got much love for all my family and friends mm-hmm. it's pretty cool that you're doing this podcast i love that you're ambitious in something and it's fun man my name's craig and i like airplanes <laughs> that's it that's it. That's no more? Short and sweet and simple. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on, buddy. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, man. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode five is in the books. Um, I just want to give another thank you to Amaria for providing us our music. Uh, our song is Lovely Swindler. So thank you, Amaria, for for providing that song for us. I just want to say a big thank you to Craig for, for taking the time to sit down with me. I know he uh, he was really looking forward to it, and I think it went really well. So that was awesome. Um, just want to give a big thank you to everybody who stopped by and, and listened. Um, hopefully you can come back for the next episode as well. Um, and I'll crack a cold one with you. Uh, the next time that we have a we have a guest on here at the bottled podcast so thanks guys until next time cheers